Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing great. So nice to meet you. Thank you for making time and for being so adaptable. I know we had to reschedule. Yeah, sorry. And that's why I was a bit late. So I have so many links for this interview. that. I- <laughs> yeah, I, I was so confused. I was just like, Melissa, I'm so sorry. I'm just sending you links on links on links. But I'm so glad that you're finally here and that I get to talk to you. Um, Firstly, congrats on the new album, the new single. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, but firstly, I want to know, like, how did you, how did you handle lockdown? Being an artist, how are you doing? How are you coping? Um, well, I'm, you know, I think it's, I think everyone took a bit of strain. Uh, all <laughs> artists around the world, um, you know, I think we'd be lying if we try to paint a picture that everything was fine and dandy mm-hmm. um but yeah you know despite that i'm coping fine um you know i know that an event will eventually pass and mm. things may return to some sort of normality but um yeah you know you you can't cry about it it's, i think it's an impact to the world um and in in some regards uh, it gave me time to, a lot more time to spend with my family mm. and just a time to sort of be more creative. And that's what I wanted to to ask you now. Did you stay creative during lockdown? Was it challenging for you to, you know, stay as creative? I, I'm assuming musicians had it a little bit trickier. Well, I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but um, I know that if I am stuck in a situation and it's the same thing every single day, it's difficult for me to be creative, you know, to break out of the whole routine and yeah, just stay creative. How did you stay creative during lockdown? Uh, yeah, I mean... You know, I, I don't think I'm that type of creative that's um, overly um, restricted or influenced by mm. things that are, are happening outside of me, you know, the, uh, you know, external elements. Um, I've always just, you know, created whenever inspiration hits. And, it, you know, just generally it's a source, an internal source. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, you know, uh, some people like a context, so they, they like to be in a, a specific place in a studio or in a, a you know, a specific room mm-hmm. that they associate to creating. I'm not like that. I can write anywhere and everywhere. My phone's loaded. Oh, that's cool. Melodic voice note. Mm. He has a lyric idea. Mm. And I've got notebooks filled with lyric ideas. Yeah, and so, you know, I've got guitars yeah, I see your room. It looks so cool behind you. It looks like you're in this whole little studio. That's so crazy. I want to know, like, it's so easy. You are so well known. So it's really easy to go onto Google and to get a lot of information about you. I mean, I have your press release right here. Um, but I like the fact that I have the opportunity to ask you face to face. Where did your love and your passion for music start? Where did you know, like, you know, this is what I want to do going forward in life? Um, yeah, it's very hard to, you know, define one specific moment that goes, mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to do in life. Um, I think for me, I always somehow resonated with music. I love music um, from a young age. Mm. I was always involved in in drama or in musicals or, uh, you know, those kind of, I gravitated towards that. Mm. And it was more a passion. Uh, it was never, I was never really focused on the outcome of being mm. a celeb or a star. Where you are now. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to do music and I, and I still just want to do music. It's not, it's like, um, 
you know, even, you know, music careers kind of have these uh, highs and lows and, you know, one mm-hmm. can be the flavor of the month and you're all over radio and you're booked for all the festivals. Mm. The next time you're not. Um, but none of, that, then none of that really matters to me because my assessment of success is that I just get to do it mm. and I get to put stuff out there and hopefully there's an audience, audience that resonates with it. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the sum of the parts, you know, you go, Yeah. C- certain people are passionate about certain things, times, mm. that hobby, mm. you know, manifests into a career. Yeah. But, but it was never the goal. The goal was never, I want to make a career out of music. The goal was always just, um, I want to, selfish reasons, satisfy mm. my, scratch my itch or whatever the expression mm. is. <laughs> yeah. It's like they say, it's like the saying, like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And it just worked out for you. We're going to talk about your third uh, studio album and it's doing great. It's called A World at Suicide. And you, okay, well, that came out in September already. Um, how has the response been? Is it well received? Yeah, it's, well, it uh, seems like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's pretty good, uh, you know, shooting at the charts all over the world. Oh, oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. The the song that we're going to talk about, The Colors and the Shapes, that's the single that you released recently, you released the lyric video um, for it. It's all over social media. I love it. What is the story behind the track? Can you share that with me? Um, you might have read a little bit in the press release, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll try and keep it short. But <laughs> I think the, the seedlings of the inspiration was my kids were pretty young at that stage. Um, and one of the first things they start to learn is colors and shapes. Mm. Oh, that kind of became, um, I guess the title of the song. And then, um, it's ultimately the way I saw it is it's very much a a metaphor for life. So, you know, the obvious one is your observation of your surroundings, Mm -hmm. basically just colors and shapes. And it's also when you learn to draw, it's often, um, you know, that they'll, you'll use a circle as a head mm. and a rectangle as a body and, and you know, and then you, you obviously mm. develop that so that it looks like the actual form that you're looking to represent. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I kind of extended on that and the fact that, um, you know, Mother Nature is filled with these organic colours and shapes, but man has created man-made colors and shapes um, sure. really sort of started in the imagination. Um, and no, not, not only are um, there these physical colors and shapes that we experience, but mm. um, it's, it's, you know, the power of words to kind of create these imaginary, you know, images mm. in our minds that eventually um, materialize as real things um, and also um, I, I think the way that we, we have the ability to, to mold, to mm. shape and color up our, our own human journey mm. crazy, like it's so crazy like those lyrics and well just the, the title and it's just so much more than just the colors and the shapes so wow that's really so impressive. I'm like, no, my mind is blown. Like, 
how creative one person can be with four words. I read something interesting in the press release. Um, you wanted to call the album um, The Colors and the Shapes, but you decided against that because, yeah, certain something happened. Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine, um, I mean, a friend of mine, Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's a random. laughs> I really hope your friend isn't listening. He's going to be really offended. Yeah, on the, on the topic of shapes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a big uh, Foo Fighters fan. Mm-hmm. I was kind of talking, you know, just off the cuff about what I was going to call the new album. He's like, oh, you can't call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foo Fighters album named uh, and the Shapes. So like, oh, wow. Yeah. And how did you decide to rename, or like, not how did you decide, obviously you can't have the same title as the Foo Fighters, but how did you change? Like, is it difficult to just all of a sudden, you know, decide, have to decide, you know, I have to change my album's title? Yeah, well, not really. I mean, generally, most albums um, kind of take a a song title, Mm -hmm. just like that album title. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another song on the album called A World of Suicide um, and uh, I kind of went with that because it doesn't matter what decade we're living in what mm. century you know it always seems as if the world is imploding love that it never really is mm. it's actually it doesn't matter what timeline you're in mm. better than it was 50 years ago I love that. We're going through this pandemic and stuff. We still, mm-hmm. um, as a as a planet, aside from global warming, mm-hmm. we, we we are in a far better position than we were fifty years ago. Um, oh, that's true. But but obviously, you know, if you had to pick up the headlines or, or you know, doom scroll through Twitter, mm. it's, the world's going to collapse. Yeah, so I thought, it, it, you know, it's a title that it doesn't matter, it, it will mm. age well. Yeah, definitely. The world's always going to be a suicide. <laughs> but that's where we appreciate you guys as musicians. I feel like that's something that kept a lot of people sane during lockdown and the pandemic was music and rediscovering, I myself, rediscovering older songs and music that you haven't listened to in quite a while. So thank you. Thank you for just continuing to put out music and for putting out music with meaning. It really means a lot to a lot of people. And before I send you off and before I love and leave you, I have to ask you six burning questions. It is kind of my tradition. It's how I end off all my interviews. I'm not going to give you time to think about them. So it's just like first thing that comes to mind, that's your answer. Cool. With that being said, what is your most used phrase? Um, my most used lyric, I would go with that, you know, in the context of what I do. Okay. I love the word champagne. Oh. Often. I love that. I love that. Mo- no, last song you listened to. Last song I listened to. Um, oh, crumbs. Now you've got me. <laughs> uh, I don't even know the artist is, but my kids have stumbled across this hip-hop artist, and it's like rolling down in the deep bit of dune in a bump bump. I love that. Oh, that really sounds like astronauts, but most astronaut in the ocean. Yeah, that, how you know about rolling down in the deep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie, yeah, oh, there's a lot, eh? Um, I'm probably going to go for 
recent favorite movie because there's it's too many to isolate. It's like saying mm-hmm. your favorite musician. Um, my favorite recent movie is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I like that one too. Uh, your favorite side dish to a like a South African braai. Um, my favorite side dish to well, to either be a mili. Mm, oh, okay. What about a, a bribery? Maybe. Yeah, yeah bribery is cool. Or potato yeah. bakes. Oh, that's also nice. Uh, if you could work with one person in the music industry, who would it be? Paul McCartney. Oh, I can hear that. I can definitely hear that. That'd be so cool. What's your party trick? My party trick. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, sure. <laughs> I can twist my tongue like this. Oh wow! No, I'm not gonna try. I'm not. I'm not gonna try. That's why I do radio. People don't often see my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, but yeah, last one. Okay, you actually answered the first one because I want to ask you. I wanted to ask you what your favorite lyric was that you've ever written. So I'm assuming champagne. Yeah, there's probably something. <laughs> um, Oh, no, no, I have to think of something. <laughs> you set yourself up for that one. I can't. I can't even think of anything with champagne. My favorite lyric, let me just think, um, what it would be? Uh, Night time gobbles up the sun Ooh. like some all-you-can-eat buffet, not satisfied with a meal for one. That's magic. That's crazy. That's so good. That's so good. That's such a good lyric. Well done. What's next for you? Where can people find you? This isn't a 30-second question, so you can just you can think about this one. <laughs> oh, well, in a virtual space, uh, on you just can't more, B-K-A-H-N-M-O-R-B-E-E. Okay. Instagram, Facebook. I think I've got a whole three posts on TikTok. <laughs> you are with the trends. And next shows, upcoming shows, anything we can expect from you? Uh, no, not for now. I, I, I recently immigrated to the Netherlands. So oh, wow. Yeah, uh, for now I'm, I'm zenning out. Lacquer. But there will be some shows hopefully next year. Hopefully okay. COVID kind of disappears because we're actually going into lockdown here. Oh, no, really? Again? Yeah. The trend is Europe first, then... Then South Africa, yeah. I go, well, so when I, when I talk to you the next time, I can ask you, how did you stay sane during lockdown this time? Pan, thank you so much for featuring as our local artist of the week. Have you ever been sane? No, ta-da. no. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you so much for making time to talk to us and for sharing your beautiful music with us. If you make more, just send it our way. You know where to find us. And if you're ever in the area, do come say hi. And then we wish you nothing but the best. Cool. Thank you. Bye.